Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. In an interview with uh, Global TV's Alan Carter, the house leader for the Ontario PCs, uh, says that, yeah, there are going to be some costs to what they want to do, but it's going to be better for us in the long run. It's uh, it's Focus Ontario, which, uh, by the way, makes its uh, debut again this weekend, the season debut. Alan Carter, of course, is the, uh, the co-anchor of Global News at 530 and 6, Queen's Park Bureau Chief, and the host of Focus Ontario. He joins us on the Bill Kelly Show. Alan, with all this thing, how do you have any time at all for anything else? I don't understand. Time for everything else. All I want to do is talk about politics. You know, I, I'm like you, Bill. I just say I eat, sleep, and drink this stuff. Well, you've got a lot to eat this time. I mean, I, now I'm not going to no spoiler alerts here. I don't want to talk about what's go, what's on the show. We we do know that obviously you're going to be talking with Todd Smith, who is the the uh, government house leader for the Ontario PCs for the Ford government, uh, in in a pretty revealing conversation. I thought, Alan. Uh, well, thanks, Bill. And, you know, we really kind of dig into what has been the opposite uh, reaction to all of the, the action-packed moves that the Ford government has put in place, and that has been legal trouble. So that for every time you say promise made, promise kept, it's been lawsuit threatened, lawsuit launched. And when pressed on it, uh, the House leader uh, said, yeah, you know, it's going to cost people money, in at least in the short term, but we believe that it will, you know, work itself out, and that the the savings, especially when we start talking about canceling energy contracts, that yeah, sure, there's going to be some cost up front for that, but uh, that it'll save us money in the long term. Well, yeah, we've heard this before, haven't we? <laughs> and and I, I know that in in the piece that, that you posted online, obviously, uh, uh, I know you referenced the the gas plant situation from a previous government. Uh, that's something that uh, anytime you raised it during the campaign, uh, they got pretty uncomfortable about it. They do well. They don't like they, they don't like that comparison. And of course, there's you know there's just as much danger as being in power for 15 years and the baggage that you carry as being in opposition for 15 years because it's pretty easy to go back and say, hey, but you said you know, uh, that this was not a thing to do. And you know the 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 liberals say, I'm sorry, the conservatives say it's not the same as with the gas plants, but it is fairly easy to draw a comparison to what the Liberals said in 2011 when they said, in the middle of that campaign, we're going to cancel this Mississauga gas plant. And they won, and they did so. And that ended up costing us, as you know, a bundle of money. And how is it different for the Conservatives to have said, in the lead-up to this campaign, we're going to cancel the White Pines uh, power wind power farm, that's the one in Prince Edward County, and... You know, the thing was underway. It's already being built. And sure enough, they go and cancel it. And guess what the number they're showing around is $100 million. That's what the the company that has the contract expects to make in a, a legal challenge for having it all of a sudden yarded out from underneath them. Are we going to have as much difficulty uh, trying to ascertain these costs as, as as we did with the gas plant? I mean, it just it just seemed as if it, it was it was like a China, the torture, you know, just one drip at a time. We'd get a little bit of information, and no, that was denied. And it was a long time before we finally found out exactly how much this was going to cost uh, with the gas plants. Uh, are we going to go through this whole thing again with some of these other canceled contracts? Well, the, the major difference here, uh, Bill, is that. Um in that particular case, the Liberals had a minority, yeah, so yeah. that um, in in the committee rooms, and this is where it all sort of played out. So, you know, the the end of days for Dalton McGuinty was that in a minority, the committee members, you know, you have the opposition members have a majority on those committees, and they can band together and demand all kinds of really uncomfortable stuff that you know that the government doesn't want to see, namely email 
and negotiations with those companies to, as they found out, you know, the liberals saying, we're going to make you whole. And all of that was incredibly damning for the liberals. In this particular case, there is no power that the opposition parties have to demand that the conservatives produce any kind of uh, negotiations or email or anything like that about how much it's going to cost. Essentially, the you know the the government's going to say it's going to cost us X, and we may get the uh, auditor to look at it and say whether or not she you know she or whoever becomes the auditor agrees. But beyond that, we're not going to see the kind of information that we saw in the gas plants. Well, and if even if we're going to start to I mean, even just to try to get estimates on stuff like this, I mean, it really depends on on who actually wants to go to court. And and, and as I'm sure you're going to talk about, if people watch the show this weekend. Uh, th- that's getting to be a pretty long line, you know. Whether it's just about the the canceled gas plant or the the wind projects, uh, it's the Green Energy Act and the people that bought into that. Uh, and th- and this has become a rather litigious uh, government, and in, in it's such a very short period of time. Well, I think the conservatives are discovering um, that creating a legislation or creating agenda uh, takes more than just more bums and seats on your side of the aisle in the House. You know, just because you have a 76-member um, majority, yeah, that means that you can pass legislation fairly easily with at Queen's Park, but still the, the arbiter is, it remains the courts. And so that these things are all become challenged in the courts, and you have everything from ideological court challenges on things like uh, basic income and sex education, to the business aspect of it, where you have the company that owns that white pine thing, for example, saying, well, thanks very much, but uh, we got this piece of paper here that says that this is, this is our contract, and if you want to cancel it, guess what? you got to pay up. I mean, I, even if you're not into politics, I mean, just, you know, if you're a sports fan, I mean, you fire the coach or you fire the manager, you got to pay them. I mean, you don't just say goodbye, get out the door. Uh, there, there are financial obligations to this. This, this really goes kind of back to the campaign, though, doesn't it, Alan? I mean, because uh, I know you and others that were following these folks around, not just Ford, but the others as well, Andrew Horvath and, and Kathleen Wynne, were trying to get those answers about, hey, how much is all this going to cost? And, and they were pretty short with their answers, if you even got answers about stuff like this. But now... Uh, they can't hide it anymore because now all of a sudden people are responding to this and saying, wait a second, we'll see you in court. Yes, and, and of course, it's, you know, it's a bit of a pox on all their houses. I, you know, I, I sense that the people of this province have been poorly served by all the major political parties, when, especially when it comes to hydro. Nobody is really telling the bold-faced truth about it, which is this is how much it costs, you know, and yeah, that sucks, but that's how much it costs. Uh, and instead, we do this thing where we have this sort of three-card Monty game and this shell game where we move stuff around, and we've been doing it for decades in this province, and no party seems to be able to shake themselves of it. But now that we have the conservatives in power, they're the ones that said, no, no, we're going we're gonna, to you know, get out of all of these contracts, either these green energy contracts, we're going to get out of cap and trade, which means we're going to cancel all of those uh, rebates, all that money that was supposed to go from everything from Teslas to you know, school repairs, all of that has a big cascade through the entire system. So at, at the end of the day, Bill, we just don't know what it's going to cost in terms of legal defense to be able to try and 
uphold this agenda for the conservatives. Well, yeah, and that's that's going to be a big number. You can count on that. As I say, even if it's a philosophical thing like like uh, you know the, the the sex ed program, I mean, it's the lawyers get paid the same <laughs> whether they're arguing <laughs> this or that or the other thing. And this is going to go on for quite some time. And and you have to wonder just about the the ramifications on this. I mean, obviously we got saddled with the previous government about uh, you know their their commitment to long term contracts and having to pay some of those out for the, some of these wind projects, etc. Uh, but you got to wonder what the bill's going to be like for some of this stuff. And, and I, I guess that's the big question. And I know you'll be talking to Todd Smith about that uh, on Focus Ontario this week. Uh, by the way, you were talking about canceled projects. And, and it, interestingly enough, of course, the one that they did cancel happens to be in the writing of uh, said PC member. Uh, they promised another one, too, up in Battle Falls, the Hydro Project down there. They seem to be walking that one back a little bit. Well, they have walked it right back, and, uh, you know, I I asked Todd Smith about that. He makes the distinction, which I'm not sure that the people of Bala Falls find um, too true, which is that uh, it was candidate Ford in the race for the leadership who had at that point made the promise to cancel the Bala Falls hydro plan, and that it wasn't something that the party had said during the general election once Ford had won the leadership. They didn't repeat it at that point. However, they didn't go back. They didn't tell people in Battle Falls, oh, by the way, <laughs> we're, we're backing down from that promise. It wasn't until after the election that we've discovered that uh, the Premier had said that, no, it's too expensive. We'd love to cancel it. We don't think it's a good deal. It's a scam, I think he called it. But his estimation that it would cost, and isn't this funny, this number again, $100 million to cancel it, and all we would end up with as a province is a hole in the ground. But isn't that the same number to cancel the other project that they are going ahead on? Yeah, so that's exactly the same number that says... I thought I'd heard that. Yeah, I thought I'd heard that number before. And and what are we going to get for that? We're going to get a bunch of half-built wind turbines. This is this is it's it's so confusing when when we start adding this. I, I guess what we need to do here is to to be able to latch onto something. Is is obviously these guys at some point when they sit back down again and start the fall session are going to have to come up with a budget. And I, I guess that's obviously when we're going to get a pretty good idea is just where these numbers are and what they plan to do. Because a, a lot yeah. of the stuff has kind of been on the back of an envelope so far. Well, I mean, the, the, remember the, the Ford Conservatives, the Ford government has bought itself a whole bunch of time with this line-by-line audit stuff. Yeah. Um, and the initial report by uh, former B.C. Premier Gordon Campbell is already on Finance Minister uh, Vic Fidelli's desk. It's been delivered to him, this, the early assessment as they go through this thing. Uh, he, the Finance Minister says he'll release it perhaps in the, I would look for it perhaps next week or maybe the week after, but I think next week. And so as we get back into session, we're going to actually start seeing what the conservatives claim is in the kitty, which uh, you want to get guess whether or not they're going to say that the cupboard's empty or full. What do you think? <laughs> uh, they, it's the same speech. I mean, isn't it? it just, I think it's, it's sitting someplace at Queen's Park, isn't it, Alan? And they just, whoever comes into power just says, uh, yeah, pull out the thing that uh, the cupboard is bare, that speech. Yeah, let's get that one going again. Uh, because yeah, you, so, you know that's going to be the justification for everything they want to do. Well, that's it. And so, so look for that in the next week or two. Uh, and then, of course, on the 24th, the uh, House comes back. So in the next two weeks, you're going to start seeing the conservatives really lay the groundwork on, okay, well, here's what we found when we looked at the books. We got nothing. Uh, and that means X, Y, and Z. Well, you know, we're watching with great interest here in Hamilton because of uh, the commitment they made to public transit here, i.e. The, the light rail transit line. 
Uh, and I know that's been an ongoing debate in Toronto, uh, depending on who's in City Hall and who's in Queen's Park. Uh, but, you know, there's a billion dollars uh, supposedly on the table right now, and there's a lot of skeptics in this community right now that are wondering when that report comes out if they're going to say, you know, I know what we said, but, uh, and boy, is that going to have an impact on the municipal election uh, here in this city. And speaking of municipal elections, obviously that's one of the other court challenges they're facing now in Toronto, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And that, there, there's another one that we, I mean, I, the, the lawyers I talk to, all of them seem to be in somewhat dis- of a disagreement as to whether or not what the validity of that challenge is. I think everyone agrees that the government, that the provincial government has the power and the authority to do what they've done, which is slash the number of seats and be able to sort of change city council. But the challenge on timing and on non-consultation and on the fact that the election was already underway, and then, oh, oh, hey, by the way, sorry, we're changing the rules, that that has, you know, that has some possibility to throw a real wrench. And, I mean, keep in mind what happened with Tesla. I mean, it's a small example, I think, of what may come for the Ford government increasingly, which is that the, you know, the judge says, no, no, you can't do that. That's ridiculous. And the government has to reverse itself and say, okay, all right, we don't agree with the judge, but hey, we're going to extend the rebate to these 600 people that we'd previously said no. How's this going to roll out? I, I know you guys have talked about this on, on Global News at 530 and 6 over the last couple of days, but I, I mean, if you're running for office in, in the municipal election in Toronto right now, uh, I, I mean, what area are you going to represent? I mean, what if the court reverses that? Or are they even going to get a decision before October? Well, the court reverses itself. I'm running. That's what <laughs> <I'm doing>. <laughs> <laughs> because there'll be a whole bunch of spots with nobody. That's what I'm hoping. I don't know. I, it's, I, there is a mass confusion because you're right. And, and keep in mind also, I mean, and it's the same thing in Hamilton, but in, in Toronto specifically, you know, the, the, the weight of incumbency here is tremendous. I believe the last time around there were only two new councillors that were not incumbents. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... It's been a problem here because, you know, there's a, there's an apathy for, uh, voting, uh, municipally. And if you have an incumbency, you have such a, a strong, uh, um, you know, chance to win that I, I, you know, I think there's a real confusion going on. There's going to be a lot of incumbents who, if this does hold, who will just say, I'm not running. Uh, it's going to be fascinating to watch, and it's going to be fascinating to see how the government responds as each one of these court decisions starts to come down and how they're, they're going to have to uh, uh, either change policy or obviously move forward and soldier on. Focus Ontario, it uh, debuts again this weekend, uh, Saturday at 5.30, and a couple of times on Sunday morning you can catch it on Global, as always. It's uh, fascinating to watch. It's uh, it's my go-to place just before I watch the NFL pregame show every Sunday, Alan. Uh, at ele- well, it's on 11.30, and then I turn on the pregame show after that. So it's it's, sure. it's it's the routine in the Kelly household. Well, you know, uh, our show had just just a few less concussions. <laughs> but lots of body contact. Watch for it this week. <laughs> Always a pleasure. Have a great weekend, Alan. Thanks for the time right. today. Alan right. Carter, of course, uh, from Global TV. And uh, don't forget about Focus Ontario this weekend. The Bill Kelly Show. Weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.